1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: We're going to turn our attention to the movies today in a way that you may never have considered to be this important. A conversation about the power of narrative and story through film. Our special guest today uses a model that provides an interactive screenplay for a world that doesn't know how to talk about faith anymore. Russ Matthews has a new book too. It's called The Word Becomes Film. In fact, I think it's being launched this week. We'll talk about that. He's developed as a model. Uh, he calls it a storyboard for Christians who may be frustrated and est- with the established models of evangelism and want to create new culturally friendly ways of engaging friends with the gospel. Russ Matthews works with the City Bible Forum, and he's a film reviewer and moderates events called Real Dialogue, Real Dialogue, R-E-E-L Dialogue, connecting the film industry with the general public. Russ Matthews, it's been a little while, but a special welcome back to 2020. It's fantastic to be with you today. How are you today, Neil? I'm very well, thank you, Russ, and always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, love talking about the movies. And, of course, uh, when you're an expert like you are, uh, listeners no doubt will be hanging on every word. And I must say, <laughs> uh, congratulations, uh, your new book is about to be released. I think it's being launched later this week.
1: Yeah, that's right, actually on the 16th. So on Sunday, we'll actually be uh, it'll be officially available for everybody. <laughs>
0: Now, as we get this conversation underway, Russ, uh, you know, you you tell me whether uh, this is overstepping the mark. But uh, listeners today might like to call in with their favourite film and uh, and put your, you know put you under a little bit of pressure to see whether you can okay. actually pick up a narrative uh, that you might be able to use opening up a gospel conversation. Is that is that fair enough to ask listeners? I would that
1: I would, I would absolutely love that. It's actually really quite fun. Now I I will have to kind of put a caveat. I you know I have seen a lot of movies throughout my life, but if there is something that maybe I haven't seen the movie, I might have to kind of have to kind of defer. But um, all in all, I would love to do that because I really think that there are opportunities all the time for us to be able to talk with people
0: about God through film. I know you've reviewed so many movies. There might be, uh, you know, a lot of films there. It'll be pretty hard to stump you. So for listeners, uh, very shortly we'll open our talkback lines, but think of your favourite movie. Hey, Russ, The Word Becomes Film, a play on The Word Becomes Flesh. Uh, Give us some insights (laughs) here into, (laughs) into how you've come up with your title.
1: Yeah. So it's, well, what we wanted to do is be able to kind of introduce a way of kind of using um, not only the Bible, but also using film as a means of kind of pointing people towards God. So it's a, it's a, it's really interesting um, kind of how it even kind of came came to light was that originally somebody just wanted us to do a how-to book on how we do the ministry of real dialogue, how we get conversations starting about God through film and all that. But I'll kind of point it towards the fact that I really looked at the example of Jesus and seeing probably a better way for us to be able to do this would be to really look at the parables that Jesus used and the methods that he used to be able to communicate the message of the gospel um, to those who had never really heard it before. And so it's been a great way for us to be able to kind of be able to see it's a parable of really two men kind of working through how it is that they can use the Bible and also film as a compliment, not as a replacement, but as a compliment to be able to talk about Jesus um, and be able to hopefully introduce the person to Jesus.
0: So because in the gospel, uh, we can see Jesus using parables about the society that he was a part of in the first century there's a little bit of a, a foundation there for how we might actually identify a parable in the movies we're seeing and then be able to That's apply right. a gospel message
1: to it that's right. It's it really kind of gives us a broader perspective because I mean sometimes we think that we look at and we can maybe see um, somebody spreading their arms across and go, oh, there's Jesus in the picture, or you see something as far as, as a sacrificial um, system in within the um, the film itself. But really, what it is is kind of looking at all the different characters of character traits of God, or even even the attributes of God, and be able to use those as stepping stones, maybe from the narrative of film to be able to move us closer
0: towards. Um, a message of the Bible itself. now, a lot of people who we might even call purists uh, would say that the proclamation of the gospel doesn't need to have some special supports, uh, like identifying levels of creativity around movies. But what you're trying to do, I think and uh, and I think there's real relevance to this, that you when you create a a dialogue between what the culture is involved in, and then being able to bring into that a spirituality, a ability to connect with what God is doing, and then bring a proclamation of the gospel. You're actually getting creative.
1: That's right. It's it's really using, really looking at the Creator God and what He really, how He set the example all the way back to the beginning of Genesis, to be able to take it all the way through and be able to see how we are as creative beings how we're able to kind of look at how we can introduce the message of God through each one of the stories. Because I, I think every story um, ineff- inevitably can point back towards the meta-narrative that is God's story that we can find in the Bible. And so I think that that's where there's a creativity to it, but there's also just having fun with it. You can actually enjoy the process of sharing the message of the Bible. by, If you put it through, I've, I've talked about this in the past, putting it through a gospel lens and be able to watch a film, not just for entertainment value, but also the message it's trying to communicate. And then be able to use that as a stepping stone to talk to other people
0: um, about what the message of the Bible really is. Okay, Russ, uh, what is your favorite film to talk about that illustrates uh, the process here by which you can actually identify those elements of a film and get creative in the way that you can talk about faith? What one comes to mind for you?
1: Oh, great one. We'll see. So, with the book, one of the things we do with the book is we actually use some of probably some of my favorite films that really kind of move us along the trajectory of kind of getting people towards the message of the Bible. And so, one that I start with that I think a lot of people are familiar with, but it's, you know, also generationally, I think some people haven't heard of as much is The Truman Show. Um, I don't know if you've heard of The Truman Show, but The Truman Show is a Jim Carrey film where it's about, it's kind of, it was interesting how it kind of showed the reality TV world before it even became a really big thing. But how also his, the character of Kristoff, who was played by Ed Harris, kind of plays a godlike character in the life of Jim Carrey himself or Truman. And so it really kind of gets us started on the fact that they're, is something beyond ourselves. And we're able to kind of look at the fact that a world that is around us has been created. And even though it may not be perfect, there is something, there's something transcendent that we're able to kind of push people towards. And I think that that's a a great place for us to start. And that's really where we do start um, this whole process of kind of communicating um, how we use the message of films to po- point people towards the message of the Bible.
0: So if you're identifying Christoph as being the God-like character, so does he give instructions to uh, to Jim Carrey as the star of the movie. I'm just trying to remember how the film sort of unfolds, and uh, I remember the film, and it's like his life is being filmed. As you say, it's like the the right. uh, the reality TV. It's that that the, that there is someone who is watching you, and God has His eye right. on you. So uh, this sort of this sort of connection to the Bible, then, so easy then to bring in that God is interested in every one of us, that He does. See the things that we do, even in secret. There's something there you can uh, really uh, bring that uh, that that connection. Yeah, and the thing is is that it's up to us to be able
1: to kind of connect the dots. Because I think that for us, for me, just to show the movie, The Truman Show, and think, okay, you get it, you understand what I'm saying. Said, no, 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 that's not what we want to do. It said, you you watch a movie because hopefully most people, as they do, watch a movie with other people, and so you're sitting there watching it, going, wow. Do you really kind of see what's happening here? Truman is kind of like us because really throughout the majority of the film, Kristoff is kind of running things and kind of controlling and overseeing um, is kind of that omnipresence um, element to his life, but yet doesn't really speak to him audibly until the very end of the film. And so he he's aware of that someone is actually kind of something that's going on, but he doesn't necessarily hear from him. And so then to be able to see that things are being kind of, moved it with a purpose around him, Um, and so this is Truman, and so then for Christoph to actually kind of come in and kind of speak to that. So I think that then it's for us kind of sitting back, it's not just kind of just taking taking it all in and just kind of assuming everybody gets the same message, it's really then helping our friends or family members kind of connect the dots in seeing how then this is reflective of, not an exact representation of, but reflective of the message of the Bible
0: okay let me uh, now this is not all pre-scripted or pre-prepared let me hit you with uh, no, another not. popular movie series and see whether uh, whether there's some sort of way we can we can talk about it in a spiritual way so I'm thinking I was just trying to think uh, well who's one of the biggest film stars of uh, of our generation right. and, and I'm thinking Sylvester, sure. Sylvester Stallone so well, then I'm thinking Oh, well, <laughs> uh, what about uh, some of the movies that he's made and there's been a number of series of those and we could have gone with Rocky or Rambo uh, so do either of those. So so let's let's pick on Rambo. Is there a Rambo connection that you can bring in here? Oh, sure. Well, I can do Rambo or Rocky, because actually
1: Rocky, I just did a whole thing on boxing, as a matter of fact, where we kind of able to show the value of having somebody in your corner, um, those kind of rising above the different challenges of life. And I think that there are so many things you can almost every boxing movie really gets us there quite easily, because it's kind of like the corner man is always there for the boxer themselves, yet the boxer still has to go out and fight, you know, and that kind of thing. While with Rambo, okay, now Rambo, this is a whole new level, but it is, I think it's a great way for us to be able to kind of look at it. You can, because he always kind of represents and going, he's really fighting the fight of the of the single man of kind of through and really sacrificing himself in so many different ways. I see Rambo, especially with the last one that just came out uh, just a few years back, which surprisingly Sylvester Stallone <laughs> is still going, still in one piece, I can't imagine. But anyway, they, they just kind of go through and he is really fighting for, he becomes kind of like almost a Christ-like figure in the life of so many people that are actually on the screen and trying to kind of help in the salvation of them. Yet he sacrifices himself, his own personal physical being to be able to do that. And so I think with films like Rambo, um, even though, you know, they're highly violent and they're very kind of disturbing sometimes with the content themselves, but yet they really can help us to kind of point towards probably a Christ-like figure or at least a God-like
0: figure in so many of these different films that we watch. Well, hopefully I won't have to come up with all the films. We'll let listeners uh, actually (laughs) try and bring out in something. But, you know, just we'll we'll come up with one more. I mean, last night on the TV, I flicked the TV on, The Sound of Music was on. Okay, oh, you go, just Rick, throw really? you into the deep end. Now, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just I of turned, turned it on halfway through, and I've seen it so many times, and so many listeners will be, you know, for a lot of people, that's their favorite film. So is there sure. a way that The Sound of Music is, can you bring out a spiritual dimension? Can you get creative around it? Of course. You don't even have to be that creative. I mean, come on, this is a nun that is, you know, looking
1: at how <laughs> she can either serve God or she can serve these, uh, how she really ends up sacrificing all that she can to serve this family, the Von Trapp family. And so I think that there are, this is a really pretty much this kind of a softball. I'm going to have to say that because if you look at that film and what all the songs that she sings, all the things that she's trying to do, there's this, this, existential tension kind of going on in the whole thing where she is trying to determine, am I doing the will of God or am I supposed to be taking care of the family or can I actually do both and really represent God in the family, in this Von Trapp family? And so I think that that's one, but then there's also another beautiful one that you can really do. I think sometimes people miss this. They think that they've got always got to go with the deep message. I'm like going, that is one of the most beloved... Soundtracks of all time. I mean, how many of us can still sing most of the songs? You know, I just had a daughter, you know, going on 16, you know, you can. And where? What, what is it about music that draws us in and makes us want to love a film or a story or makes us love it even more? And then what we can point back to is look at the Psalms. I mean, that's one of the biggest books in the Bible. And you'd be able to go through and see these songs and the Song of Solomon and so many others that you're able to kind of point towards in that it's a creative God who uses so many things, including music to really honor him. And so I think that you don't even have to just kind of go down maybe the, the obvious path. You can actually go into some of the beauty that God offers us. And also on top of it, it's a beautiful film. It's still a really beautiful film. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might have a favourite movie or a movie that you're aware of that you would like to hear some insights from our special guest today. Russ Matthews is with us. He works with City Bible Forum, but he is about to release his brand new book. It's called The Word Becomes Film. Uh, you can call us on 1-800-316-316, 1-800-316-316 and uh, perhaps uh, pop out the sort of film you'd like to hear some insight from our special guest. Uh, Russ, let me ask you because uh, apart from the book, you're actually moving towards a training program as well, Finding God in film. Give us some insights That's in right. what you're doing. Sure. Well, it,
1: one, of the, one of the great things about the book is actually we're offering the training for free if you buy the book, so you're able to do that. Um, and what we do with Finding God in Film is kind of just help people to be able to go through just a, a very short course that goes through and shows exactly what we're kind of doing. If you enjoy movies, you don't have to be a, a movie buff. You don't have to have gone through and reviewed um, hundreds of movies. It's really just kind of going through and training people on how they can take their love of film and really be able to discuss the truth, love, beauty, and meaning that comes from the Bible. And we do this by also pointing them towards our discussion guides. So one, one of the opportunities that we do is we we have a whole bunch of, we have a library of discussion guides where people, say, if you watch a film, a classic film, or even one of the more modern films, you can use this discussion guide to be able to kind of have a, maybe a Bible conversation afterwards. And so it just gives it gives opportunity to be able to do
0: that. All right, 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. And uh, maybe you've got a favourite film. Let's hear from Carol, who is in Alumba in Cairns. Hi, Carol. Welcome. Good hey, Carol. morning. Carol, Good which, morning. what's your favourite film or one that you'd like to hear uh, some insights on? Uh, my favourite movie is The Ten Commandments. With <laughs> right. Okay, well, when we choose all these Christian films, it's not going to be there too hard. But, uh, but yeah, okay, well, uh, I mean, the Ten Commandments. It is one of those classic, iconic films, isn't it? So, it's not going to be hard it to get a faith is. conversation going about with, about that one.
1: It shouldn't. Why? But, it, but, but I think Carol. I think one of the things too, though, is what's amazing to me. I mean, you can sit there and say it's a pretty easy, pretty easy one. But in this modern era. I'd be surprised, even within the Christian community, but especially outside of the Christian community, if anybody even knows the 10 commandments. And so this might even be a great stepping stone, uh, regardless of what age bracket, wherever you find yourself, and be able to introduce what you think would be kind of a a, a basic thing that most people would know, but really most people don't. And so it really, it doesn't have to be a judgment call or even putting people into a difficult situation. What you can do is just introduce um, what, is the Ten Commandments. I mean, do you even know them? I mean, why do why do we even care? But then this was the conversation I was having with um, a non-Christian friend of mine who, um, not a Christian yet, but hopefully someday, and that we were just talking about, he's going, well, we were talking about so many of the other different things that kind of come from why we believe what we believe. And I said, well, if you don't believe in something beyond yourself, then you just kind of believe in yourself. And then it actually becomes really quite messy. And so What the Ten Commandments and also the Bible give us is a structure and also a belief system that we can understand the differences between right and wrong, and so it's a beautiful way to be able to do it. On top of it, Carol, I'm gonna have to tell you how few people actually watch that movie, and it is still a great film. I think that you still have a great opportunity. That and Ben Hur are two great films from the past that really continually kind of bring forward the message of the Bible, but yet in a still
0: a brilliant way. Carol, was that a, yes. a helpful response? Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that movie. I introduced it to uh, my grandchildren and and tell them, Great. you know, look at this is God. Look at this. <laughs> Fabulous, Carol. Oh, Carol, good. You know? uh, Carol, thank you so good. much you for your girl. call and one uh, 316 to join in our conversation. I'm um, hoping that someone will call through and say something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs>
1: uh, <you know. laughs> oh, there you go. Horror films. Well,
0: I Okay, we'll hold the thought on that in case somebody calls uh, through and wants to know about a horror film. Let's take another call. Michael is in Maruya in New South Wales. Hi, Michael. Welcome. Hi, Neil. Good to hear from Hello, you, Michael. Michael. What's your favourite film? Yeah, you too. Uh Ben Hur. Right. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, these ones, I guess, are not going to be too hard to bring a, you know, a faith conversation about. Uh, any f- further thoughts on, on Ben-Hur for Michael? Oh, yeah.
1: You know what? I think, I mean, again, this kind of goes back to similar conversation we were just having with um, Carol. But what Ben-Hur, though, isn't necessarily a direct line, it, even though it, it's overlaid over the, um, the message of Jesus, you know, from... The, birth of death. And, but yet it's also still a brilliant film. I still would prefer, just so you know, I prefer the, the Charlton Heston version opposed to the more modern translation that just came out recently. Um, but yet both of them um, have a great way for you to be able to kind of introduce the message of the Bible. So I think that two, there's two things for you, Michael. I think one is that don't let people think that just because it's an older film, that it's not of good quality or it won't be as interesting, that chariot chasing is still one of the best in history. And it's amazing what they were able to get away with and do in practical ways that we can't even do nowadays. Then on top of it, the message of, the, of Jesus and what Jesus did for us is just brilliant brilliantly per- portrayed in that film. And so, again, I think it is a fun one uh, for people to be able to do. Also, if you can endure it, it's pretty long. <laughs> it's a pretty long film for nowadays. Everybody kind of in this blink and you're done kind of thing. But, yeah, tell people it's definitely worth hanging in there. So I think that it's still one worth speaking to people about and sharing people, sharing Michael, with people.
0: thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. We're talking about movies and we're talking about ways that you can connect the uh, the way that the the movie presents uh, its narrative and uh, bring out of that a Christian gospel connection. Let's take another call. Right. Tony is in Greenslopes. Hi, Tony. Oh, hi, Neil and um, your uh, guest Russ. Uh, Russ uh, <clears throat> one hey of my there, Tony. Movies is hi. One of my favourite movies is Groundhog Day. I see such a story of redemption and uh, just how that whole scenario plays out where he relives the same day over and over again and the lessons he learns through that situation. Good stuff. Uh, thoughts, oh, you Russ? You classic.
1: Oh, I love your audience. I love this audience. Because the <laughs> Gra- Groundhog Day, we've done discussion guides on it. It is just a brilliant film. Um, that what and you know, you just got, Bill Murray, you can't go wrong with the Bill Murray movie. I mean, the guy I just saw him in a movie here recently, and it's amazing how long his career just kind of continues on. But Groundhog Day is one that is, truly shows, even though God doesn't really get a mention in this film i mean there are some allusions to it and kind of discussions without it but it definitely shows kind of what what we're all striving for and if we were given the same day over and over again what would we do with it will we do something worthwhile or would we kind of just kind of go to um the worst parts of society i think in the movie you're able to see they say as far as i i remember the number was how many like how many days or how many years it was that he actually continued on with this day and day out and how mind boggling that would have been. But yet I do agree with you, Tony. I think that it's one of this beautiful film when it comes to redemption, as well as just it's entertaining and it's fun. And it is one of those things that has been used over and over and over again, uh, that Groundhog Day kind of set the stage for a whole trope of films where it's just kind of this end, endless time loop that now we see in so many films. So it's it's a classic film as well as one that really
0: does have a great redemptive message. Tony in Greenslopes in Queensland, thanks so much for your call. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen 316 316 to join in our conversation. Let's take as many calls as we can before news. Elizabeth is in Benora Point in New South Wales. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Elizabeth, um, what's your movie? What about The Matrix? I'd love to hear a uh, discussion oh. about The Matrix. Okay. The
1: Matrix. Russ. There you go. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Because because unfortunately, because I think unfortunately sometimes Christians try to jump on this and saying that this is some a Christian film, even though there are Christian elements to it. And the Wazowski siblings now, they used to be brothers, but now they're siblings, is um, – when they originally were making the film, they really talk about the spiritual element of it and that they were really bringing in all of these different worldviews, all of these different kind of spiritual systems that are going. But yet I think why, especially with Christians, and I'd be really curious to kind of hear your thoughts on this too, Elizabeth, is that at the heart of it is a clear christ message christian message in the sense of a christ-like figure in the role of neo played by um, keanu reeves and so i think that i think it's something it's a really great stepping off point but i'd be leery to kind of say that this is a film that would point towards all things christian because it actually brings in a whole bunch of other acts aspects of kind of spirituality but it is a brilliant film when it kind of looks at really truly looking at the one the christ-like figure that's going to really save society in so many different ways but then on top of it also the whole layering on of how there's a different realm that we're dealing with because i think this really kind of helps us to talk about the spiritual as well as the physical i don't know what your thoughts are on that elizabeth but that's kind of i think there's some really great stepping off points with that film elizabeth
0: i think it's amazing um i think it really does uh provoke people to think about do I really know what reality is yeah and um, yeah, do I know what the rock bottom you know basis of all I know and think about and all my values i i it's pretty intriguing film. Elizabeth, thank you oh, so is. much for your call, and uh, we'd have to get, we'd like to get some more thoughts from you too, Russ, on that. But we're about to go to news. Why don't we continue to take some calls uh, and uh, talk about the movies that listeners are interested in talking about? Let's take a call from Bart, who is in Mackay. Hi, Bart, welcome along. Hey, Bart. Yeah, good day, Neil. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's your film? Go. I was wondering, Russ, uh, what do you think about Bruce Almighty with uh, Jim Carrey?
1: Yeah. That, um... <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Love it, Bart. Thanks so much for bringing that one up. I think that it's definitely one that gets you there. Again, another Jim Carrey film. It's fascinating how this guy ends up kind of getting into a whole bunch of films that talk about God. And, you know, obviously, Bruce Almighty, you know, you have a character who is angry with God, kind of almost kind of shakes his fist at him. Then all of a sudden, God, um, you know, is able to kind of come down in a way and be able to kind of give him the powers of of God, be able to answering prayers and all these different things, which of course, in Jim Carrey's way is quite comical. Well, but with this, I think it's it for for you to be able to kind of move towards, it's not too hard to be able to move towards God. But I think one of the things that would be worthwhile doing too, is clarifying the differences between some of the different beliefs as far as what God represents. Because in this film, there's not necessarily a clear message as far as which God you're speaking to. Um, even though Morgan Freeman um, plays a a really great voice. He has a great voice for God, if you wanted to have that as far as a, a cinematic one. But I think that it's really going through and clarifying who is God. But then on top of it, what would you do if you were given the powers of God to be able to do things? I mean, it really opens up some amazing do- doors um, for you because also I think that the Jim Carrey character. Um, in so many ways, realises that I'm going to let God be God and I'm just going to be who I am because I, I can't be God. And so I think that that's really a great way to be able to kind of segue
0: to it. What do you think? Bart, was that a helpful response? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Definitely. Thanks a, so much. Bart, thank you so much for Thanks, your Bart. call. Thanks, for calling. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let's take another call. This one is from DJ in Perth. Hello, DJ. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Um, I was going to – I actually was going to say Terminator, but then when I got off on the phone, I actually thought about a movie I just watched recently um, that really just amazed me. It's um, directed by Mel Gibson, and it's called Hacksaw Ridge. And, yeah. All right, Hacksaw (laughs) Ridge. uh, I've heard there's Christian overtones in this one before. So, Uh, uh, yep, your thoughts here.
1: Oh, we we did an event with this where we had over like 200 people that came along and saw Hacksaw Ridge. You picked a great film. Now just to kind of warn people, if you haven't seen it, it does have a lot of wartime violence in it. Um, so it definitely is kind of confronting on that level. But we even put had people put up their hands after the screening of it and said, so were you put put back by it? And only a couple people were like, going, oh, it wasn't about the violence. But yet it was really quite confronting because, I mean, this young man who takes a stand, he he's going to be a conscientious objector, but still went to fight in World War II without a, a rifle in his hand. But... Um, I think one of the things that I really loved about this was that they had one of the most beautiful depictions of the gospel kind of laid out in so many different ways, and not only in physical form and somebody putting their life on the line for, for others, but then on top of it, how his, Desa's story at the very end, when they kind of interview him at the end, the, the real life character that he was portraying, um, it was amazing what it was one of the most beautiful depictions of what you're able to understand and know from the Bible. So it's a great quality film. Um, it is quite confronting because of the wartime violence, but on top of it, the message that stays really true to the Bible. So I, I think Hacksaw Ridge is a great one. Well, now Terminator is a lot of fun too. So just so you
0: know, if you want to, <laughs> I was going to say, there'll be a lot of listeners you, who'll be hanging on this. thought oh, I want to hear about Terminator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, because you gotta to go to Terminator. It's a classic. It's a it's a classic film. But then on top of it, it's kind of looking at what you're able to kind of look do as far as looking at what are we internally and who are we really represented by, and what what is it that really kind of wires us kind of to who we are. And so when you look at how we're created beings. Because you can really look at the Terminator characters that they're robots. Not to spoil it for anybody, if you haven't seen it, wow, if you haven't seen it. But also really looking at how we can look at how we are created and what we're created for. And I think that this just kind of gives you inroads. See, I think this is really where you can meet people with the message of the Bible in in a non-confronting, non-confronting way in a really. fun way to be able to kind of talk about, well, what would you do in this scenario? How would you handle it? But then on top of it, Sarah Connor, I mean, she just really did so much to really try to save her family in um, John Connor and what John Connor represented event- eventually later on in the franchise. I think it's, again, another Christ-like figure, if you could kind of point to that. Yep. What do you think, DJ? Absolutely. <laughs> well, DJ? I
0: absolutely agree with everything you said, yes. And I found, um, <laughs> well... I'll go back to Hacksaw Ridge for a moment. I just I found that sure. so encouraging, just having oh. that that level of yeah. faith and commitment to um, standing uh, by what he believed in. That he was not going to pick up a weapon, but he ended up saving all those people. And I found that um, the message, uh, you know, how God will turn things that are small or you know things that are considered ridiculous by the world into something so powerful and
1: um, yeah. yeah, that will
0: working for the better good yeah dj Uh yes you you were going to say something there russ oh
1: yeah no i I agree with you dj i think you just nailed it right on the head you did it better than i did in that um
0: but then on top of it andrew garfield was just fantastic he's just one of the best
1: actors in our generation I just phenomenal so yeah it's great thanks so much for bringing those films up
0: DJ, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line's open on 1-800-316-316. Uh, what's a movie you'd like to hear from our special guest today about how you can align a Christian conversation with that movie? Now, it could be any movie you can think of. 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Christopher is in St Kilda in Victoria. Hi, Christopher. Oh, hello, good morning. Thank you for taking my call I'd like to mention uh, the m- new movie of St. Padre Pio. What's your thoughts? Sorry, what was the, what was Wait, the Which one again? I couldn't hear? Uh, can you hear me better? Yes, yes. say that again. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, my apologies. I'd like to thank you for taking my call. I'd like to mention St. Padre Pio, it's new movie. What's your thoughts with that? Are you familiar which with that one, me? Russ?
1: I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if I'm hearing him right. I mean, as far as what, which movie was it?
0: Saint Padre Pio, the Franciscan friar that had the stigmata and that bi located. They ah, right. okay, okay. Right. Maybe you're not yeah, so I'm familiar with that yeah. one. Um, that unfortunately, I haven't
1: seen that one. Yeah, I, 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 that'll definitely have to. I'll write that down as far as being on the list. Is that was? Is it a? It is a. Um, is, Uh, Yeah, as far as I just haven't unfortunately seen that one.
0: Okay, so uh, it clearly has a Christian connection because when you're talking Padres, uh, then obviously that's got a a sort of a priest uh, storyline. Christopher, apologies because uh, our guest is not so familiar with that film, but it might be a little bit more obscure. But uh, but thank you so much for your call. Perhaps, uh, you know, look, this is what we say, test... Russ today. If he hasn't seen it, he'll write it down. And uh and so that one's perhaps right a little down. bit more obscure. Out. Okay, Christopher, thank you so much for your call. one 800 316 316 What movie would you like to hear? How you can bring a Christian values belief alignment to the storyline? Let me ask you about some of the more modern ones. Um it's Top Gun. Sure. Top Gun is uh, you know it's just made a, a like a revival this year. It's probably one of the biggest movies this year. Uh is there a way? you can get a Christian alignment and understanding about a creative way of raising a gospel faith conversation there Russ
1: yeah, it's not only the biggest film of the year, but it's the biggest film of, of, of Tom Cruise's career, which is amazing. Um, uh, But yeah, actually, with Top Gun, um, it's a really good film. I really enjoyed this one. It's probably one of my top films of the year. But this one really opens up the door on family. It gives you also the opportunity to talk about giftedness, the fact that there are certain people that have certain gifts and maybe others don't. So I always love, you know, kind of pointing back to 1 Corinthians and all that, kind of looking at we all have different gifts and abilities to be able to do things. And it only works well within a team, within that framework. Also, it looks at faithfulness. I think faithfulness and forgiveness are key themes that kind of open up the door there in Top Gun Maverick. So I think that there are multiple touching points that you could really begin a conversation afterwards over coffee or over dinner.
0: Just before we move on, uh, there was a time, and and it'll still exist in some church circles, where a certain holiness focus uh, might say you wouldn't even go along to see some of these movies or you wouldn't yeah. even go along to see a movie that wasn't a christian focused movie but there's a certain intentionality right. that you bring to the table russ that when you actually do go and see a movie that's a part of popular culture uh, that you're actually looking for an intentional way of aligning a faith conversation uh, this is something that you know some people are going to have a problem with uh, compromising moral standards right. even going to see a movie but uh but because it's part of popular culture, you can't really easily avoid that, especially for young people. Any thoughts here around uh, movies and, and for people, you know, using these as intentional opportunities to raise a faith conversation?
1: Yep. Well, I think that this is a really good question and one that gets opened up, especially in our Finding God in film training courses. And I really want to clarify for people is that I am not a movie evangelist, meaning that I'm not here to convince you to watch movies. If you aren't comfortable with it or you think that it's something that it kind of compromises your faith in any way don't do it. You know, I think that that honor God, do do what it is that you need to do so and I definitely I would not there's not a judgment here because I think that it really is important that people do stick to what it is they see as faithful to God, especially on the on the issue of holiness. But the majority of the population is what they do watch movies, you know. So people watch films, there's films out there, it's a part of the conversation. The beautiful thing I love about film is that it kind of cuts across. All of the different kind of standards we have in life, you know, be it how much money you have or your career or even who, who you are as a person or what you do for a career that you could pretty much have a conversation with anybody about the latest film. So be it Top Gun or be it, you know, DC League of Super Pets, you can talk about it with with them and opening up the door to. Not only just talking about how good a film is, I mean, you can, because that's very subjective. So, what you like and what I like, Neil, might be very different, but yet what we can maybe see in a film, be it good or bad, really kind of can open up the door to further conversation, a richer conversation that moves us closer to a conversation about God. Because I think that's the other aspect of it is that movies are a social opportunity. Few people go see movies by themselves. Most people go and watch them with somebody, with their family, with friends. And so why not see it as an opportunity to be able to step out and be able to kind of talk a little bit about your faith. And it doesn't have to be a bizarre moment. It can be just one of those natural things. You're just kind of stepping off the faithfulness of God, you're able to kind of talk about it because this film really shows that
0: let's take another call. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 If you'd like to uh, name a movie and get some insights from Russ, let's hear from Carly in Burpingarry in Queensland. Hi, Carly. Hey, Carly. Hi guys. How are you going? Good. Carly, what's yes. your movie? Uh, so I've got, I, I became a Christian when I was in my adult life, but, um, I used to love Dirty Dancing and Grease. All right. Okay. Dirty Dancing and Grease. Definitely. Russ. Well,
1: These are both. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well done. Well done. These are two classic films, great music soundtracks that everybody still can sing in so many different ways. And also they always have a kind of a resurgence every once in a while. And especially with Olivia Newton-John passing recently, I think Grease has been, everybody's kind of noticed that one again. I think with both of these films, they both have a very similar storyline in the sense that it's kind of this coming of age element. And so I think that what you can see in kind of the direct Conversation is looking at what does that mean? You know, as far as you do change, you do grow. Um, why is that? And what is it about the Christian faith that can add actually add to that? What it's not necessarily it becomes repressive as much as it really adds to and gives a richer element to kind of that coming of age element. And so they all this kind of move through that we all have these, those those. Um, turning point moments in our lives where all of a sudden we go from being a child to being an adult, which is really what both of those films really kind of point towards um, outside of having really good music in them. And so really, how do we move? How do we do that in life? And so I think it opens up the door, especially as I can hear the little one in the background. When you share that movie, Mm -hmm. share those movies with them when they're older, you're able to kind of go, so... For you, what is that? You know, what is that opportunity and how can God actually be a part of that? I think that's a beautiful way to be able to kind of see how coming of age doesn't have to be as tumultuous as you can tend to see in the
0: movies. Carly, was that helpful? Oh, yes, sort of. It's a bit hard for me because I've only been a Christian for a year, so it is like those old well, movies. Now um, I'm probably convicted not to watch them because they're so sexually... Um, you know, open, I guess. But, yeah, like, yeah, it's something that I would have to continue to just look into. And that's a very interesting point you're making here because uh, this comes back to a compromising of moral standards by even inviting a conversation into movies because Mm -hmm. we're all guided by those who are leading us as to perhaps, uh, you know, what's acceptable, what's not. Uh, Thoughts here from you, Russ? I think that that's actually that's one of the things we talk about specifically
1: in our Finding God in film training is looking at where do you draw the line? And I think that really looking at the biblical standard as far as what it is that you are willing to put before your eyes and what will actually cause you to sin. The worst thing um, you can do is encourage somebody to go see a movie that's going to put them in a, uh, a point of compromising who they are as a believer or not. And so I think that it's really looking at, too, when you're going to go through and watch a film with somebody. It's not just pray about, is this something I should see? But then also, if it's something you're okay with, but is it something they, the person you're going to watch it with, should see also, and really putting their priorities first. And it is kind of a funny thing to think about. But now, especially being a new Christian, which is so exciting to hear that as as a new Mm -hmm. Christian, Taking time to pray. God wants to hear about everything. He wants to hear be a part of everything in your life, including your entertainment choices. So pray about it. Is this a movie I should watch? If, it's, if it is if one that you should not, you should f- feel convicted about, don't see it. But if it's one that you're kind of going, maybe I c- it's okay for me to do, but again, pray for, but also consider those that you're watching it with.
0: Now, while we've got yeah, you, Carly, now, Carly, a little baby in your arms. Uh, is this your first yep. one or are you have you got some more? Uh, this is my first. Second, so okay. yeah, they're two, um, two under three. Uh, well, while we've got you, Carly, uh, thoughts here from Russ uh, for parents who are introducing their children uh, to children's uh, films and television programming, and trying to make sense. Uh, the same sorts of principles apply. Being able to, you know, extrapolate out of that film or that television Great. program uh, something that will actually connect your child to a faith focus. Any thoughts here for Carly on that on that area?
1: Yeah, just two real, uh, two real quick things for you, Carly. Because I mean, it's great that you're even holding on while you still got a baby. And
0: is uh, one,
1: well done. Um, One is that don't let them just don't just plop your child in front of the television and just let them watch it because you just never know what messaging, even in the cartoons that are on ABC Kids and all these different things. Even with great ones, even with Bluey and things, it's always yes. wonderful to be able to watch these things together and be able to watch yeah. and be able to kind of talk about it with them because there will be messaging that isn't consistent with the Christian message. And so exactly. how do you equip your child to be able to kind of understand that? And so to watch it with them, but then also don't just kind of hand them the hand them the phone because it's so easy. It becomes today's dummy is just, you know, let me mm-hmm. quiet them down and they'll watch a video. It's just don't, I wouldn't necessarily encourage that either i think really just kind of allowing them to see entertainment as being something that's special not necessarily something that just is something to soothe their soul
0: carly yes, definitely. yep thank you so much for uh, calling through and uh, you know all the best as you're raising those two wonderful children of yours carly thank you for your call thanks for calling in Okay, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Still, I think we probably need to put a line under actually uh, these uh, these films now because we're running short of time. Come to just something to ask you, uh, Russ. And uh, this is yep. our usual conversation—is about you know the latest films that are on display, uh, those new releases and such things. Uh, are there yep. some good uh, good options at the moment uh, that might be out uh, that can be used for uh, you know getting this faith alignment? Or are there some good options out there just generally for families in the months ahead? What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, definitely. I think that a couple of
1: the that, one that's coming
0: out this week. Um,
1: And I've I've been a fan of the Kendrick's brothers. Um, They've actually done films, you know, like Courageous and others. And they have a new one coming out. It's called Life Life Mark. I definitely would recommend it. Um, I don't always I'm not always a big fan of some of the Christian films that come out as far as quality wise. But this is just a really well told story of adoption. I think I would definitely um, push people towards and encourage them to see. There's also a beautiful film that's that is in cinemas. It's kind of harder to find, but it's this gorgeous film called The Quiet Girl which talks of a young girl who is kind of ostracized by her family, given to an older auntie and uncle. And it's just this beautiful film of care and love and sacrifice that um, I really want to encourage people to get along and see. And then um, there's one that's actually on Netflix that was um, surprised to me that more people haven't seen this one. It's called The Sea Beast, which kind of reminds me of how to train your dragon as far as kind of the same storyline. And it was nice. It was just a good film. Didn't seem to have an agenda. And it was just a really entertaining children's uh, movie that um, I would recommend for people. So those are those are some. There's others that I probably could recommend, but I probably put those on the top
0: of the list. Fabulous. Hey, Russ, your book, The Word Becomes Film, the launch is at the end of this week. Uh, there's an ebook book uh, pre-order uh, offer that you've got for listeners too. Uh, they get a special offer to receive the Finding God in Film training for free. Normally, that has a small price tag attached to it, but uh, but right. getting a hold of the ebook and getting the bonus Finding God in Film training, listeners can take advantage of that.
1: They can, they can actually get the ebook right now if they want to, but if you want to get the hard copy um, of the book, you you can, that'll be available on the 16th of October. And, um, but with that also comes a study guide with the book, you get a study guide that you're actually able to travel through because it's a parable. And so you're able to kind of travel through the same story of Finn and Dylan that are um, the key characters in this book and kind of going through and looking at
0: how the Bible is complemented by the films that are recommended. Okay, and connecting with you today, getting a hold of the book, The Word Becomes Film, but uh, also uh, for listeners who are saying, wow, I need to get some more of those sorts of reviews and the sorts of connections that Russ brings, realdialogue.com, r e l dialoguecom When people go to that site, Ross, uh, Russ, what are they likely to see? Yep. What what you have on on offer
1: is you have all of our encyclopedia of different, we have multiple writers. It's not just myself that um, are writing on Real Dialogue. Then we also have the discussion guides where you can actually have the same discussions that we were just talking about. And you know, the Groundhog Day is included in that. You can open up the door to the possibilities of having further conversations with people. And then um, too, if you are interested in the
0: Finding God in Film training, um, there are links there too. And then of course your association with City Bible Forum the connection point there is citybibleforum.org so realdialog.com citybibleforum.org Russ's new book The Word Becomes Film Russ thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart and all that wonderful knowledge about film with us today on 2020 Always a pleasure thanks Neil for having me on the show